This is Harry Hawk Football, the original Redskins fans podcast. On today's show, we talk about the passing of Redskins' great linebacker, Mel Coffin. We talk about the Pro Bowl. We talk about the Redskins' cuts and signings from the week. This and much, much more live with Aaron, Josh, and John. Yo, 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 yo. What's up, y'all? Yo, 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 yo. Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> What's happening? What up? Dude, how can we say yo so much when we start the podcast? Where did that start? It started on like episode uh, one, dude. No, it didn't. Yeah, it did. Like episode three. Episode yeah. two. Prove that. Anyway, welcome to episode number 158, Harry Hog Football. And to get things going... Um, the big no- news from this week is um, former Redskins linebacker of three Super Bowl teams, Mel Kaufman, another Mr. Nichols, passed away at his home in, I believe, California. Yeah, I think he lives around L.A. And how did dude die? LA. How did he die? They haven't released it yet. They're not sure. Said he was complaining of abdominal pain, and I guess they got to the hospital and got and he died. But he's only fifty years old. Yeah, I read Dude, that he died. Yeah, in his, the cause of death yet? They're not sure. I read that's that he died up. in his home. Died at the house. Wow. Messed up, dude. Anyway, fifty years old. I know, like Craig from Pittsburgh put a note on my Facebook page, and it said something like. I don't know about you, Josh, but I'm tired of NFL players dying so young or something like that. Yeah. But I'm tired of anybody dying young, really, but, I mean, 50 years old is young. Yeah. I yep. mean, anyway. So our, our, our yeah. thoughts and prayers go out to the family of Mel Coffin, family and friends, yeah. and all of the rest of Redskin Nation who is mourning. Yeah, definitely one of the one of the bigger names from the uh, the glory days back in the eighties. Um, always knew he was on the field. He was one of those brainy guys. He was a good kid. What was his? What were his stats? Tackles and smart kid, I should say, the smart kid. Did they? Did we even keep stats on on uh, sacks and tackles at that point when he was in, when he was playing? <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> but uh, we did not keep stats on tackles back then. That's what I was did wondering. Not keep stats on tackles. No, we didn't keep stats on tackles back then, dude, like in the 80s. You know, because defensive players weren't the important ones. <laughs> Way back in the 80s, old man, John. Back when you were a kid, we didn't t- keep stats on things like that. They were not considered We didn't have instant you know, <laughs> Anyway. Anyway, uh, Mel Kaufman, uh, Godspeed, and... Uh, Let's let's move on from this somber moment. Okay. Did any of you guys watch the Pro Bowl? Did you remember it this year? Because I most of the time I forget. Um, I did watch it, although I must admit I did not watch all of it. I watched bits and pieces. I, you know, I kind of find the Pro Bowl boring. I find everyone finds the Pro Bowl boring. Well, I'm glad to know that I'm I'm not alone. Not Ray Lewis. Really, I mean, the only reason most of us even watch any of it is because it's the last game. 
I mean, don't watch. Even though it sucks and it's really not entertaining, it's football. It's, it's the last bit before we have to go into the dark, dark realm of the offseason. It's football. I can say I did see Clinton Portis' last run of the season. So there you go. Yeah, I saw that. I saw him. I turned it on just in time to see him bust him. Like, really bust his butt for the first round. Bust a move. Dude, Mike Sellers like, played, like, the whole game. He had a run down by the goal line. He went from, like, the four to the one. They actually gave him the ball. Yeah. And he didn't fumble, yeah, like, in the Bengals bad. game. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and, you know, they kept showing Ray Lewis talking about him going, where will he be next year? Will he go down to Dallas and straighten that team out? <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm telling you, if, if, if the criminal goes down to Dallas, he's not going to straighten it out. Dude, he fits no in, man. That, that, that he fits in down there. He's, he's the perfect fit to go down there. So I think some guy should be in jail. And it's probably uniform. There's a big shot. <laughs> yep. Do, uh, do, do Cooley even have any catches whatsoever? I don't know. I didn't see him catch. I saw him out there playing. Me either, yeah. yeah I, didn't, I didn't see either. I was kind of going uh, in and out of the kitchen getting, like, wings and stuff like that and wasn't really paying attention like it was a real <laughs> risky no. game. That said, if anybody out there wants to go to the Pro Bowl next year, it's going to be in Miami instead of in yeah, that's Hawaii. You know what the thing was? Understand. When I first started watching the Pro Bowl, I was like, Suzanne, next year, why don't we just plan a trip to to Hawaii and we can go to the Pro Bowl while we're there? And then they were like, it's moving to Miami. And I was like, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> the one year. And you're like, yeah, man, cause I want to go hang out with them. I want to go get to Miami and the city of bad 80s colors. Uh, Miami Vice. Orange and teal. And Pastel, yeah. Other teal. Anyway. And other teal. No, anyway. I, I, got nothing, I got nothing against Miami, I, but but I'd much rather go to Hawaii. Hey, uh, John. Yeah. Do you want to yeah. unveil the big news of the day? Big news? News of the day? Oh, dude. All right, hold on. You take care uh, of that thing? Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking news thing? I think that one's copyrighted. Dude, it's the off season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh we don't get sound effects in the off season? <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's kind of like, you know, the last day of school every day until the season begins. We just kind of randomly get stuff. The last day of school. We watch movies and stuff like that. Like that every day in Harry Hawk football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, the last day of school where you're not really motivated to do any more work. You just kind of want to, you know. It's kind of how we are on every show. Yes. He was last in the NFL. Yes. Really? You know who we need to get? 
everyone deserves to be caught with black in the NFL that position. I don't care if they're a rookie or not. He's a BFF, man. Dude, who is that punter? He's going to uh, resound as a tight end. Who is that punter in the AFC that, that beat out the Colts this year that basically won the game for that team? Was it Baltimore's punter? No, it was uh, San Diego. It was my buddy North Turner's punter. Yeah, we uh, need that guy. Cypher. Cypher or whatever. We need that dude. That guy was awesome. I know. <laughs> he won the it game for them. on the Redskins that we can't get a good kicker or punter for any kind of duration of time, like ever since the 80s. I don't know what happened. It might be the curse of Ali Hodges' sheets. I'm not sure. We had Chip Lowmiller. He was pretty good. I don't know. But um, at least we, um, yeah. Dude, if the ball touches somebody's foot, we have a problem with it on our team. Wait, we signed a kicker, dude. Oh, I know we did. We haven't gotten to that yet, but um, but still, we haven't seen anything. As far as I'm concerned, we've got problems until we see some, you know, somebody actually do something. Yeah, right on. Speaking of the kicker, uh, quick touch on that, I guess. Uh, his name is Dave Rayner. He stayed for 18. <laughs> in like um, two now, years. Including the red, well, I guess officially it's 17 that he's been a part of. Dude, that's not a good yeah. sign in my book. No, not at all. Most recently no, he played two games for the Bengals last year when Shane Graham was injured. How many uh, How many years has he been in the league? He came into the league in 2005. He oh. was the uh, the kicker for Green Bay, I believe, in 2006. A few of you may have had him on the fantasy team. And he's going, oh. <laughs> so, so, dude, he's averaging two teams a year, but averaging two teams a year. Yeah, well, you know, it takes a few years sometimes for the kickers to really round into shape in the NFL. So maybe he's primed to uh, have a breakout year. And what year was this for, for Plackemeyer? I think it was the second year. Because, dude, he was really round. And, I know what year it was. <laughs> it was a crappy year for Plaquemire. I didn't know Clark. people could round out of <laughs> He was like, he was like Pillsbury Doughboy kicker. Oh. Anyway, all, all it takes is a good foot, I guess. Anyway, uh, I think I was talking to John about this during the Pro Bowl. What do you guys think about us trying to get one of the kickers from the Giants? Because they got that Tynes dude who's uh, coming back from injury. But then, what's his face? Carney made the Pro Bowl as a kicker. Kind of like how the Redskins were in uh, North Turner's last season, where they had two kickers, one old dude who could do a really straight for about 40 yards, and then one like younger dude who could kick the hell out of the ball, but isn't quite as accurate. Right. Nick Novak, so I don't, I don't know what they're going to do with that. I, I mean, I believe they signed that dude to uh, Connie to cover because Nick Novak was hurt, and they just let him keep going because he was doing so well. Nick Novak? Nick Novak. Not Novak. <laughs> That was I'm the, like, dude, Novak, that was, a kicker. that was the kick heard around the world, dude. That's his yeah, dude, he plays for, like, Kansas City now or something. <laughs> Do you think he, like, should replays that game in his I house every day? Uh, I bet you he does, dude. He shows that game know. every day. It's Thank probably you. on his reel, on his highlight reel. Dude, if that if I was Nick yeah, Novak, if I was Nick Novak, I'd rewatch that I Dallas game every day. Like, he's gone, like, 8 for 16 for the rest of yeah. Nine for sixteen. So that that is his highlight reel. Dude, seriously, he's like, watch this, watch this, watch this. Like, like, oh, crap, missed it. You missed it. Wait, he's like, on. no, 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 hold on, hold on, just wait, just I wait. I get another chance here. 
Anyway, uh, thanks to Sean Taylor, I might add. Sean Taylor and Troy Vincent. Mm-hmm. Who got cut after that? Eagle. That was yeah. probably like the Showtime most. Red Dude. That... Anyway, we're, we're reminiscing about games in years gone by. Okay. It's the off. Yeah, All right, well, let's, let's continue on. So, you guys don't, or Josh, you don't have anything to add about us getting one of those Giants kickers? I would dude, take Carney, dude. To add. You know, I, I don't, I'm at a loss, dude. I, I think we should find, like, I don't know. In my opinion, the kicker is the only other guy that's going to put points on the board for you. And for some reason, Jim Zorn doesn't didn't think that was important last year. I, you know, otherwise he would have let old Sean Sweezum go sooner. Sorry. Uh, what do you mean sooner? Sooner. You mean like sooner in the season? Yeah. Well, not sooner, but you think, think he would have brought in competition and maybe cut him and brought and got him so much. Yeah, we can. We talked about that. I just didn't understand why. Why did he not? You know? I don't know. But I would what do you take... mean you don't know? We talked about it all season long. Uh, I didn't mean I didn't no, know. No, we but... did talk about it. We're like, cut him, cut him, bring somebody else in. At least let somebody come in and try to kick. Let's see somebody in Redskins Park on Monday, whatever, you know? Yeah, well, but... apparently, they didn't think they could find anyone better. I don't know, dude, but my in my opinion, let's go after somebody. Let's go get the... You know the the best kicker out there in in, in college. I don't know. Let's go. That's a good well, well, they tried that with the corner with Durant Brooks. Yeah, the guy award winner. We saw what happened with him. Yeah, but dude, but why did we do that? There, like, why not go after someone like Carney? You know, no one's ever. You never hear about a kicker getting traded. No, but kickers are so damn important. How many games have the Redskins lost in the last seventeen years because their kickers suck? That's what I'm saying. Why did we even? Yeah, why did we spend that pick on a on a punter? That we were gonna cut, and you know, yeah, I mean, he was good. A punter's important. I know a punter's important. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying it's not. But the kicker puts points on the board, and why not spend that pick on a on the best kicker out there? You know, it's almost like we were trying to play it from a defensive standpoint on that pick instead of from an offensive standpoint. At some point, we've got to take a stand for the offense. We've got to go out and get. You know, another person to put points on the board. And a kicker. Yeah, uh, like wide receivers or something. I mean, I mean, think about it, dude. You know, your offense, say your offense is sucking it up for the whole game. And it's like you're cruising, you know, through the game and they can't get on the board, they can't get on the board. Who, who's, whose job is it to put some points on the board at that point? The kicker. Dude, that's you what gotta I'm saying. Gotta have a freaking kicker. That's why I'm saying I would sign Carney even if he can't kick the super long ones, dude. I'd rather have someone that's dead accurate on the the medium to short ones that can occasionally make a long one than someone like yeah. that, you know, can sometimes make good? them from all distances. Yeah, but, I mean, how how much tenure would he have? I mean, how long would he be able to, to spend with the Redskins? I think we need to invest in a kicker, somebody that – and, and I guess... I think we need to draft the kicker this year. That's what you're saying. I'm considering saying that. I haven't said that. Either. Dude, we don't but. have enough picks. <laughs> we don't have enough picks to draft a kicker. I don't care. Kickers put points on the board. If your team goes down four drives and they can't score, but they get it within the 30-yard line range, guess what? It's the job of the kicker. And, ah! and suddenly you have 12 points on the board that your offense couldn't stick there. There you go. Kicker's important. Carney. And it's like... Zorn has forgotten that. Or, I think Zorn was so worried about so many other things. He probably just, 
you know, no, dude, he kept saying how he liked trying to be a head coach. He kept saying how he liked Sean Sweezum, and he wasn't giving up hope on him yet. And we were all like, dude, yeah, he dude. still likes Sean Sweezum, dude. He did talk about anyway. I was just gonna say he still likes him. I'll start ranting about it. Uh, well, we were talking. We were talking near the end of the season where it sounded much more like Warren was just saying that in the public to keep his kickers uh, fragile, flaky, intact. <laughs> well, anyway, it's foot of glass. Anyway, we need to move on with this. Enough for the kickers this week. Uh, we have all off season to talk about the likes of kickers. My kick goes to the kickers. Okay. <laughs> we had some other news this week. Kicking the balls award this week. Or at least since the last podcast, not necessarily this week. We uh, signed two, count them two, new coaches. And my favorite one is this new title that they came up. This is almost as good as director <laughs> of responsibility. This coach is called the coach of defensive quality control. It's like a, he works in a manufacturing plant for defense. Dude. Dude, dude, let me just go on the record right now. He's going to be known as the coach of DQC. DQC guy. It's going to be like a new thing. That's right. It's going to be a new thing in the NFL. Yo, who's your DQC? I need to talk to him. Yeah, and like every time Carlos Rogers drops an interception, he goes over to the sideline and examines his hands to see what's wrong with him. Your hands have a blister. (laughs) Carlos, why'd you drop it? Why, why, why? That's right. Defensive quality control. So, so will every player have like a little sticker on their on their butt when they come out of the locker room that says <laughs> inspected, inspected by, by inspected by DQC <laughs> inspected by Chip Garber CG <laughs> from from the Hamilton Tiger Cats. <laughs> anyway, this dude has 27 oh, yeah. years experience as a coach, and apparently he yeah. coached with Jim Zorn up in Minnesota. <laughs> University of Minnesota. In college. In but he's college. never held this title before, correct? <laughs> I don't think anyone in the world has. <laughs> it might be some government job, though. It sounds like a government job. What? Defensive yeah, quality control? Like that, that job it does. It sounds like you're inspecting missiles or something. It's like Homeland Security yeah, has dude, a job title. Yeah, it sounds like some baloney job job title. Man, the bullets they sent us last week, they're horrible. We're sending them back. I know. Seriously. <laughs> anyway, in other news, the Redskins also named um, Scott. Correct me if I mispronounce this name. Scott Wackenheim. Wackenheim. <laughs> as the no joke on this one, the tight ends coach. And as the tight ends coach. <laughs> and he, he was um, scooped up from football powerhouse Liberty University in Lynchburg. Virginia, he was the offensive coordinator there, and he was the offensive line coach. Wow, Dude, man. Liberty is in the same division as your alma mater, Radford. Um, how many times has uh, Radford beaten Liberty? What? No, let's 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 push that back. How many times <laughs> has Liberty beaten Radford in football? No, let's sorry. I think the answer is the same. Let's change the answer that. Is the same. The Red, I'll just say this: Radford is undefeated against Liberty in football. <laughs> oh, I heard I heard Radford was getting a football team though. I heard that they might be uh-huh. also. Yes, I did hear that. They were trying to get one back yeah, when I was wait. there in the 90s. And um, What are they doing, like the Radford Highlanders or something? Yeah, and they were like, do you, they sent out these like 
questionnaires like, do you want a football team? And everyone was like, yes. And it was like, would you be willing to pay a hundred extra dollars in your activity fees? No. <laughs> so that got shot down. And then they were like, would you be willing to try out? And I'm like, yes. Anyway. So, uh, yes. So there's no way they're going to beat Radford this year without Scott, Scott Wackenheim as their offensive coordinator since he's now the new tight ends coach. For the Blames, Washington Redskins. The I mean, the Flames are going to be going downhill without Wackenheim. Wackenheim. All right. Um, one thing I forgot to learn on the itinerary. Um, speaking of uh, jumping back a bit, speaking of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, or actually the uh, Argonauts, uh, the Redskins also signed a guy named Dominique Dorsey, who is the most, quote, most outstanding special teams player, unquote, last season. Oh, yeah, uh, dude. That was his title. Yeah, dude, I read up some of his stats and stuff. I think they play 18 games up there. And I think there was like, I don't know if I remember exactly, but it was like eight or nine of those games he had like over 200 yard return yards on kick returns. And then a few of them he had over 300 yards and he returned four for touchdowns over that 18 game span, which is pretty good. Actually, is a uh, it is a position. There are other teams that have a coach for quality control of defense. Um, and, and you know what they do? Oh, do what's that? Yes. You know what they yeah, do? Have, but it wasn't like and, and it's different from team to team too. It seems like. Um, but uh, um, but the consistent thing that seems to be like in looking up what other what their responsibilities are is that they're responsible for breaking down the opponent's game film. Oh, okay. That's cool. Oh, it's not like, you know, Yeah, like basically usually <laughs> they're, they're like a week or two ahead of the team. Um, so while the team's getting ready to play their opponent for that week, the, uh, the QC coach for defense is breaking down the film for the next Sunday's team. So um, he's also like, out scouting and advanced scout for uh, um, a practice assistant and that sort of thing, but it's um, it's kind of interesting. I was just I was just looking it up. Like, what does a defense what does a defensive quality coach quality control coach do? But that's apparently what they did. Uh, okay, now we know. There you go. <laughs> cool. See? All right, it makes more sense now. No need for any more trivia this week. These pads are defective. Man, that Google <laughs> guy knows everything, dude. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Yeah, so anyway, what do you guys think? Is this guy going to have a chance to um, uproot um, Rock Cartwright as the return man? Is he going to be in there to replace, um, are they going to put him in on punt returns? What do you think they're going to use? The, uh, well, I think he definitely has a good chance to, uh, to let him go for competition to Antoine Randall because, I, I mean, you know, Zorn's teammate kind of clueless on a couple things maybe this uh, last season, the first year. But uh, there's one thing he knows for sure is that he is tired of seeing Antoine Randall L. be able to shuffle back there every mm-hmm. time he caught a damn point. So I'm sure he's going to be doing that. And I think oh. this guy, if I remember, he's also a running back and he's only like five foot seven, Something like that. Huh. Mm. So he's teeny. Uh, 
Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. So moving forward, I still think we should have kept Marcus Mason last year. I heard today, dudes, that um, I saw like a little news report came up on Google News. It said that the Redskins are probably going to go after D'Angelo Hall and offer him a bunch of money to keep him. What do you guys think about that? Um, I'm going to comment on that because I read a little bit about this uh, earlier today that uh, the awesome reporter for ESPN.com, Len Pasquale, um, who I'm totally kidding about, so I'm not mistaken, he's a Hall of Fame voter who is another Art Monk hater. Um, doesn't matter, Art Monk. I read the article earlier. <laughs> he said that, uh, that the Redskins paid D'Angelo Hall $8 million for only eight games. Um, no, dude, no, he said the Raiders that, uh, did. Dude, he and, uh, said the Raiders did that. No, 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 no. He said initially he said the Redskins paid him eight million dollars for only eight games. Initially, and now I'm looking at the article right now, and he said this story has been corrected. Read below. The Oakland Raiders paid the annual Hall eight million for only eight games. The Washington Redskins are ready to throw more money on him, but then he goes to the bottom and it says ESPN incorrectly reported that Hall was one of the three or four quarterbacks left the season. In fact, Hall started several games late the season for the Redskins. Not Len Pasquale reported this. ESPN.com reported it. And it had nothing, it didn't even touch on the fact that he had said that the Redskins paid him $8 million last year. So, in other words, so that's Len... One the, that's one of the wise guys that are out there uh, voting on a Hall of Famers for football. So, anyway, that's what you're saying, then, is that Len Pasquale gets more of his facts messed up than Harry Hog football. I think so. And I think uh, he definitely needs to get back to nature of... Uh, card and uh, send it to uh, HHS. Well, dude, well, along on the same lines, like at work, I had to read the article. I couldn't go to the ESPN article because ESPN is a banned site from work. But I could read WDBJ7 from the heart of the NRV, New River Valley. And they reported that, listen to this, because I commented on their site. They reported that former Hokie D'Angelo Hall Looks like he will be wearing maroon a lot longer as the Redskins are about to throw a lot of money at him. And I put, I just simply put, the Redskins don't wear maroon. Nice. Very nice. <laughs> that's, a typical, uh, that's a typical mistake by people who are native to the Roanoke, Woodsburg, New River Valley area. The NRV. Um, combining maroon with uh, uh, burgundy. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. So anyway, they at least got the, uh, anyway, I guess the other facts is, correct about sorry, it. I'm sorry. I guess the point is that, that do you think you guys think we need to uh, go out to the Andrew Hall? I know we talked about this uh, previously. But. Yeah, let's just touch on this for a second because we've already discussed it in depth. But I think that the Redskins could should let uh, Jason uh, Taylor part ways and take some of that money that they <laughs> that they would be paying him to. Uh, <laughs> Pay uh, D'Angelo Hall. On the other hand, I wouldn't pay him eight million dollars. I don't think he's yeah. worth that. Uh, is anybody really worth eight million dollars? I am. I am. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. I'm no, serious. we can say that, but you know, I mean, come on, it gets out of hand. But that said, I, I think D'Angelo Hall is is worth pursuing. Yeah. Definitely. We got to keep him. 
it's going to be an interesting uh, story that unfolds with the cornerback situation in Washington over the next couple of months. Make sure you guys stay tuned to Harry Hawk Football for all the breaking news. Market of the offseason. Stay tuned to Harry Hawk Football. That is going to be interesting because we have to solidify that position. Also, uh, I wanted to point out before we go too far during the Pro well, we Bowl. Hold, we need to keep it solidified. I think is a better way. To yeah, yeah, that. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Uh, during the Pro Bowl, we talked about, I think me and Josh talked about this, maybe me and John talked about the uh, possibility of the Redskins pursuing uh, University of North Carolina uh, product Julius Peppers. Julius Peppers. Defensive end. What do you think about that, John? Hmm. Um, I think that's very interesting. I don't know. I don't know if the Redskins could afford to keep him or to sign him because I think someone's going to throw a lot of money his way if the Panthers don't re-sign him. Um, he's played his whole career, you know, starting when he was 18 with Carolina um, in the Tar Heel State. But he pretty so, much says he doesn't want to go yeah. back there. Yeah, he said he's he said he's leaving. He's looking. Pretty much during the wow. game. I guess he's just, yeah. I think he's just looking for his last uh, big payday because it's that time for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He pretty much said, in the Pro Bowl, he pretty much was saying he didn't want to go back to Carolina yeah. because they have a, they have a, um, well, they have a 3-4 defense, right? I forget I don't what defense so. they have, but it was, it was one that do. he didn't want to play in again or maybe something. Maybe it just feels like, uh, maybe going downhill there. I don't know. I anyway. Maybe on defense. Offense is looking all right, but then again, they do have Jake DeLong. Another uh, high-priced defensive end that will become available is Cowboy Stomper. Um, <laughs> Albert. Tackle. Is his name Albert? Albert Hainsworth, right? Hainsworth, yeah. That's a tackle. Uh, I don't think Tennessee's going to let him go. You don't? Well, I don't think so. I think it, they will slap the franchise tag on him and just let him play piss off for a year rather than well, let dude. I thought he already had it last year, didn't he? Yeah, but you can do it more than one year in a row. Dude, speaking of the franchise tag, I mean, the um, I was just looking here. Carolina could stick the franchise tag on Julius Peppers, but you know how much it's going to cost him? $17 million in 2009. Holy $17 million for them to put the franchise tag on. Man, for one player. They're not going to do that. No. I, I just no way.
Anyway, we got to do something on their defensive line. I, I'm, I mean, you know, yeah, we got to get some more pressure. All the way across. Beyonce up in there. And they're going to upgrade. Anyway, uh, moving forward, uh, John's favorite player and Josh's, Dana Stubblefield, <laughs> is going to name what? names in the Royd investigation. He was a bust, man. He was like Heath Schuler bust. Oh, man. He was horrible. He had that one huge year when he was definitely loading it up, but then, you know, that that was it. I think I think he got here. He got his fat contract on the Redskins. He got here, and he just hit like the buffet. <laughs> you know, all those buffets that line the highways out right outside of D.C. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, there's a new Golden China opening up. I'm hitting that, I'm hitting that, that China buffet number three. 37 items. Golden China. <laughs> anyway. Um, uh, oh my. Dude, when I think that's interesting, but do you think, do you think that, uh, doesn't want the Redskins are not getting named by him? Uh, that would be interesting to see. Let me think. I hope not. When I think of Dana Stubblefield, when I think of him, man, I always think of playing um, Madden a really long time ago, like in its early days. Dana Stubblefield was on there, and he was like one of the guys that would always say, I own you, or something like that. I own you. This is my house. Dude, that this wasn't... My, stay that, down, sucker! That wasn't Madden. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't, dude, that wasn't Madden. That was another football game that I had. What was it? Uh, it was like, like the other brand that like, goes up against Madden. Yeah, well, anyway, that's what I think of, dude. Anyway, um, this is interesting. This is interesting, man. Anquan Bolton wants to be traded, and lots of people are mentioning him going to the Eagles. Should you know why he wants to be that? traded, dude? Yeah, because he's got number 11 over there making more money. He looked at the yeah. He looked at the tape from the Super Bowl, and they talked about him like one time. They're like Larry Fitzgerald, blah 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 blah, and Anquan Bolden, blah 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 blah. blah. I mean, do you blame dude, him? He was incredible. Look at it this way: Bolden has been wanting a new contract since the beginning of the season and before that because they changed. They gave uh, Fitzgerald a new contract that pays him, I believe, somewhere around ten million a season, and Bolden's only making like three to four. If you look at their stats this year, I don't think Fitzgerald missed a game. And Bolden, of course, had his face broken in that horrible collision and came back, I think, four weeks later and still only finished one or two touchdowns behind Fitzgerald. Dude, I and remember. He says that they have been promising him they, they're going to show him the money, they're going to show him the money, they're going to show him the money, and they're not doing it. And that's the thing is, he's getting fed up with it. Dude, let me. So let me... I don't think this is a, I don't think this is like a T.O., you know, crybaby thing. I think this is someone who's, who's been playing through a lot, dealing with that horrific injury that he had. But and, it feels like and, he got shafted. Know, management is not coming through on their promises yet. So. Well, let me just say this. I remember uh, a year ago, right about now, sometime in the offseason, 
people where the three of us were sitting here on the podcast and we were talking about Anquan Bolden. We were like, could Anquan Bolden become a Redskin because he wanted out? And we were looking yeah. for receivers. We didn't know what we, we didn't know who we were going to draft. We didn't know what we were going to do. And I think uh, I think Danny, longtime listener since episode two, um, said, "Well, we should trade so and so and see who we can get for him and get Antoine Bolden." <laughs> yeah, your point. <laughs> we should we should do that again, dude. Carlos Rogers in a first round pick. John asks. That's what he said. Would you do that? That's exactly. What I do. I, I like would give it. We'll give you pick 13. Yes. Throw in Sweezum. Yes. I thought we released him. Yeah, throw in John Sweezum. Didn't we release him already? No, dude. Jim, Zor- Jim Zorn loves him. We brought him in some stiff competition up against Rainer. That's it. All right. All I'm saying, dude, I think we should go after Anquan Bolden very strongly because if there's one thing the Super Bowl showed us this year, that even if you don't have a very good offensive line, which neither one of those teams does, the Steelers or the uh, Cardinals, you have a super defense or you have a very high-powered offense where the guy can get out there and throw the ball in a hurry and get it to your talented receivers, you can make some dis- you can even make the plays. And Anquan Bolden and Santana Moss lining up on opposite ends of the uh, offensive line I think that would be a very cool thing. Yeah, because yeah. then it comes down to a thing for the defense going, all right, who do we cover? <laughs> and how do we cover? And not to mention yeah. Randall L. would be a perfect number three. Yeah. Yes. I, yeah, definitely. Let him dance inside. Although I think, you know, mixing it up, let's let put put Moss in the slot and do some of that stuff, too. That would be, you know. I'd put Bolden in the slot a couple times. It's so big. Well, yeah, there you go. Anyway, I would definitely do that, John. First round pick in Carlos Rogers, heck yeah. Sold. Sold. Carlos Rogers want, doesn't want to be anybody's backup anyway. Let him go somewhere else and be a superstar. Yeah, yeah you, so. you you also have something on here about Plaxico Burris and Chad Johnson being available. Would I want Yeah, they that? all have the same agent and no. he's been trying to shop them. He's trying to get the word out that he wants to shop them around, but none of them have uh had permission from their teams to seek a trade. So I don't know what's going on with that. But I do believe that Anquan Bolden can move. I don't know. I, I think Blacksco Burris could be moving to Rikers Island. Um, and Chad Johnson, Chad Johnson just needs to. I, I, he seems like one of those guys that may perhaps finish with the highlights of his career. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't have another good year again. So I, I want nothing to do with him. Yeah, Plaxico Burris might not even play. From what I heard, his injury might not yeah. let him. Yeah. From shooting. Well, I did hear if we're if we're looking for a uh, a veteran quarterback, you know, somebody to hold the clipboard, that Brett Favre is available again. Really? No, I heard that he's retiring for good. He is. He's re-retired. He's re-retired. Okay. So I think the way they put it is is he has retired from the Jets. Oh. Well, he's going to sit out the season for a show that could be a lot, but uh, he might be back in 10. You really? Okay. <laughs> I don't think so, dude. I think if he's out, he's out. I think he needs to go, you know, become a commentator somewhere or something. He might be back in 10. He needs to go around in his jeans and, you know. <laughs> Do Wrangler commercials every now and again. Yeah. And go down to the high school and, like, play with the high school kids. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
enough about that non-red skin. Um, what do we got over here? Oh, yeah. It's time, once again, for Tom's Trivia. Hey, guys. It's Tom calling with the first after the season, off, during the off season, where the Redskins are greatest trivia podcast or trivia uh, message. Um, uh, anyway, uh, the question for last week was about the uh, head coaches in the Super Bowl who have played for the Redskins during their career. I thought two of them off the top of my head. Turns out there were three. Um, the answers are um, Ken Wisenhunt this year for the Arizona Cardinals played for the Redskins for one season. I think one season. Uh, maybe a couple. Uh, two is Sam White, who coached the Bengals the Super Bowl back in the late 80s. Um, he was uh, he was also played for the Redskins. I think he's a defensive back. And finally, believe it or not, Don Shula, who coached in, geez, I don't know, five, uh, five, six Super Bowls? I forget exactly how many he's coached in. But he played for a season for the Redskins as well. So there you go. Uh, I apparently have stumped Redskins Nation, so either you guys are checking out football for a little while. Hopefully that's not the case. Um, or it was just a pretty hard question. So we'll, we'll hope it's the latter. Um, okay, well then, uh, on another spinoff of the Super Bowl question, I'll go with this week, uh, as you guys, it sort of picks up where we left off a few weeks ago. Uh, the Redskins beat the Cardinals but lost the Steelers during the regular season. When was the last time the Redskins... And the same happened before. Uh, actually, tell me every time it's happened. I don't know if it's happened before. I have to look it up myself. That the Redskins lost to the uh, Super Bowl winner, but swept the Super Bowl loser. So they were they they were winless against Super Bowl winner and won every game against Super Bowl loser. Has it happened before? And if so, how many times? Who's it against? Okay. Well, um, I'd like to give a little shout out to uh, Mel Koff, the Redskins linebacker from the mid '80s. Played about seven or eight years for the Redskins. He passed away yesterday of a heart attack. He was only 50. For those of you who remember, he was part of the linebacking core with Neil Olkowitz and Rich Mallott and Monty Coleman. And I uh, played in the, played in one couple of Super Bowls. Uh, actually, one couple played three. And a uh, very smart guy went to uh, Cal Poly before uh, coming to play football for the uh, Redskins. Only played for the Redskins, which is always great in true Daryl Green fashion. And, um, yeah, I can't believe he's 50 years old. He's just awfully young for this. I, at this point, they're just saying it's a heart attack, so I'm sure we'll get, we'll know more as time goes on. And, uh, um, yeah, all right, well, shout out to him. Hope he's doing well. Uh, up in heaven. Hopefully he's pain free at this point. And, um, all right, well, talk to you guys soon, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. All right, everybody. Um, you slackers, you're more slack than us. We're doing the podcast. You guys can at least answer the trivia question seriously. But um, anyway, if you know the answer to this, if you know the answer to this week's Tom's trivia question, uh, go ahead and send it in to Tom at HarryHogFootball.com. or you can call us on the Hog Line, and that number is it's John's Q. Uh, two or six, two or three, one five six six. That's two or six, two or three, one five six six. That's right. That's and, right. And, and just to comment, I was just going to say we're we're looking at some uh, some cool new uh, cool new prizes for some Tom's trivia winners. So uh, don't 
slack off just because it's the offseason. And just to comment on Tom's uh, report about Mel Kaufman, uh, I don't believe it was ruled a heart attack here. John, do you have an update on that? Yeah, I actually have an update from the Los Angeles Times, um, their obituary page here on Mel Kaufman. Um, the report, the autopsy determined he died of natural causes, specifically an intra-abdominal hemorrhage related to pancreatitis. pancreatitis. Hmm. Um, and that is, of course, in reference to the uh, abdominal pains before he died. So um, that, that seems to have been the cause, according to the autopsy there. Um, he had a hemorrhage in his pancreas, basically. Man. Um, that's a pretty harsh way to go. But dudes, if you, if you got a stomach ache, take it seriously. Yeah, truly. Well, I wonder if that's just from all the, uh, the hits that he took when he was a player. It's just, it's, uh, I don't you know. know, dude. Don't speculate. I don't know. Uh, I don't want to speculate, but we do know it was not a heart attack. But when Tom left the message, he did not have that information. He didn't have the info. Yeah, anyway. Anyway. um, So I guess we need to wrap this thing up, save some stuff to talk about next week. Next week? Um, I just want to touch on a couple of things. We do do have some new Tom's trivia. um, uh, What do you call it? Awards, prizes on the horizon. So don't start slacking on us. Um, speaking of, uh, David in Michigan who won the season Tom's trivia, the, the season award. Um, dude, please send me an email, josh at harryhogfootball.com with your actual mailing address that's not a PO box address, um, so that I can send this to you. Um, if you've done that already, I apologize. Please disregard this notice. Um, <laughs> uh, what else were we going to say? There was something else I was going to bring up. Um, something about how I, I'm, and I'm worth $8 million in, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, I know what it is, dude. All right. This past week, we, um, we uploaded a little video to YouTube. You can go there and search for it. it um, the keywords you really want to search because it's a little bit obscured is, uh, as in all things here, you know, football. It's Josh missed that. Um, the keywords you want to search for are love American cowboy. Um, or you can just go to that, our website and look at it. Yeah, you could just go to harryhogfootball.com and, and take a look at it there. It is on the front page. Uh, but um, in case you uh, don't have time to do either of those two things, uh, we'll throw that up as a supplemental video podcast sometime, what, later after the weekend? Aaron? Yeah, sure, sure, yeah. So uh, sometime in the next four or five days, we'll throw it up. But but in the meantime, go check it out. It's uh it's worth it. It's gotten rave reviews from all the uh, the local non magazines. So um you know check it out. Yep. And it hasn't even been pulled off YouTube yet. It has not been pulled off YouTube. Uh, but if you do search again on YouTube, love American cowboy, it's that'll get you there. It's pretty hilarious. Yeah. Josh was. You'll, you'll see a familiar face yeah, after you do. <laughs> Josh was brushing up on his iMovie skills and put together a nice little video, and it's pretty hilarious. Yeah, it's only about a minute, so, you know. Anyway. Enjoy it. Um, yeah. Also work. You can look at it at work and not to say a block website for you. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no harm done. You can look at it at work. You can look at it with, with little ones around. Unless you're no Aaron. problems there. Aaron, YouTube is blocked. Definitely watch it. That's right. Oh, yeah. 
Anyway, uh, that about wraps it up for this week's episode, 158 Harry Hog Football. We'll see you guys next week. Or I guess we won't see you, but we'll talk at you next week. <laughs> and, um. Well, don't be talking at me. Talk to me. <laughs> and, until, talk at me. and until then, dudes, um, hail to the Redskins. And as always, <laughs> if you see a Cowboys fan, Joke Why ain't the Why ain't the